So, Mike, I don't know what you do with all of your like now. You know, see, remember this? Remember the CD? <laughs> oh yeah, I remember CDs. <laughs> well, I was cleaning up my house a couple weeks ago, and I ran into like all of our CDs, and probably seventy percent of them are on some device, right? But there's another 30% that like never made it on to an iPod. And now oh. I don't even update my iTunes anymore because we just buy it digital, you know? So I was just wondering, what do I do with all these CDs? Have you well, I, you know, I have, and I've got stacks of them all around too. And, and, and really at some point I bought these because I love the music so much and um, and you're right with the convenience of everything. It, w- it would be so nice to maybe have them all uploaded or categorized. But but Beth, you know, we have a sponsor, the Happy to Help. That's one of the things that Happy to Help is happy to do is to help organize things like that for us. Have you ever considered that? I have actually because you're right. Happy to it's great that uh, Happy to Help sponsors our podcast, and so. If you have something like your CDs or even other social media needs or what else can she she does a lot of stuff. She's it's a concierge, a personal concierge service. And so if you have anything that you would ask a concierge to do, you can call Happy to Help. If you tell them you found out about it by two pastors, then we get a little on the side. That's not- yeah, a little a little shout out. I think that would be nice. Out. And I will say that Happy to Help goes far beyond a personal concierge in the sense that if you call a concierge and say, "Hey, can you help me find great tickets or can you pick up my dry cleaning or do all that?" They're happy to do that. You know, order some car service or do some errands for you. They're happy to do that. But they won't come over and organize your CD collection or help you organize your closet. They won't do that. So Happy to Help goes far beyond that. And you can reach Happy to Help by simply calling 908-485-HELP. Probably the easiest phone number in the world to remember. All you have to remember is 908-485-HELP. And you will reach Carol if you do that. And she, some people have asked me, hey, I live live far outside the 908 area code. Um, Carol not only serves physically the tri-state area, she also has clients um, as far away as Texas that uh, she helps with some social media stuff with their small business and things like that. So if you're within a listening distance of us and you could use a little help, make sure you call Carol at Happy to Help. Again, it's 908-485-HELP. Thank you for sponsoring this podcast. Welcome to Two Pastors Podcast. I'm Beth Sabinski. And I'm Michael Draghi. And we're two old friends and colleagues who catch up once a week on what's going on in our world and what's going on in the world around us. So, Michael, I'm going to introduce you to someone that you have met many, many times and sat with many, many times as well. But on our show today, we have my husband, Pete Sabinski. Hey. <laughs> um, it is MS Awareness Month, Multiple Sclerosis Awareness Month. And so he mentioned to us uh, that maybe we could talk about MS a little bit. And I said it would be really great if we could just have you on the show and um, we could ask you about you know, MS or your life or whatever the conversation turns out to be, which would, which will be great. And so, uh, this is my husband, Pete. Um, Pete 
we, we've been married for 21 years now. Um, Pete worked in transportation for a long part of his life, and then he w did a little stint as like a, a, tech guy. a tech guy at Rutgers University helping professors be able to do PowerPoint. Remember those days? Mm -hmm. and, um, uh, Pete is also a bass player and has been in several, several bands in all kinds of, you know, bar bands, wedding bands, those kind of things. But he's a musician at heart. Um, he has an incredibly dry sense of humor, so dry it makes you thirsty. And um, he, what else can I say? Hey, we have two, Pete has two sons, Dan and Joe. We have two Well, yeah, I got them by Pete, and which is great. And uh, and then his son, Dan, our son, Dan, is married with two children to Faith. And then their children is are Julia and Mateo. So he is most endearingly pop-up these days right Excellent. um it's a good gig it's a good gig a yeah good so gig, yes. here here is my husband pete good okay. morning sir Goodness, sir oh man <laughs> well i have hand. to say you, uh, you have your hand in my pocket already <laughs> well yeah they, well if there was something in it i guarantee right. that yeah, i would yeah, be there uh, well there's a check in there but but it comes <laughs> With a pair of binoculars, because that's how high it's going to bounce. <laughs> so this this is a podcast. Is that like a pod race? Because it I is. Find... It's yeah. We got it from Star Wars. Okay. It's, I uh... find pod races most invigorating. Yes, yes. Well, hopefully, and I'm sure you've been doing a lot of that, you know, like tooling around with how to pull that off. I think that would be uh, would be amazing. <laughs> well, I have to say, the first time I ever saw Pete, uh, it, so it was at a it was a, a Young Life thing, I'm sure, because both Beth and I were working at Young Life, and and I always had this. Uh, my favorite guy in the band is always the bass player, and uh, because the bass player, everybody else is, you know, the drummer's kind of out there doing the drummer's thing, lead guitar can you know be all rock star and whatnot. The singer is doing their thing. Um, and the bass, bass player is usually just kind of somewhere in the shadow, just bouncing his head and chilling. And I've always liked that, knowing that this this guy's driving driving the whole thing, like keeping the foundation going. And uh, so I was excited when Beth said, hey, you know, Pete's playing bass. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Pete walked out looking like a bass man. Like, let me tell you, like, there is a bass man look. Pete invented the bass man look, like a sweet hat, like the way he's dressed. He was just the coolest guy that I have ever seen, and he has never disappointed me since. So, well, well, thank you. We can be done now. <laughs> That's right. Just leave on the high note, right? Right. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. It's just another show. You leave him laughing when you go. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh my goodness. So, all right. So we're we're talking about apparently. Because uh, it's MS Month, um, right. MS Awareness Month, um, and so that's why you wanted to uh, jump on the show and not necessarily podcast or pod racing or uh, or bass playing. But uh, yeah, tell us tell us a little bit about that. Well, um, one of the classic MS stories is one one person says that they were diagnosed with. MS, and the the other person says, "Wow, that means you've been ill for a long time." And so, typically, MS is uh, 
difficult to diagnose that there there are signs of this uh, for years, perhaps decades uh, before, but you don't know. Um, you, you have instances where you don't know if you're just klutzy or this is a bad day and you're a little tired and so you know you're you're a little weak or something and so you're walking your uh writing your speech is a little bit off from what you would consider normal but you know you you just let it go and go on on with life and then finally gets to a point where um you decide you've got to deal with it. Uh, we we ended up in a a situation where I could not uh, lift my right leg uh, from the floor more than perhaps an inch, and the left leg I was getting up, you know, a full six inches. Uh, so I was sent to a neurologist. We we did a battery of tests. And uh, after, after all, all you know, uh, blood, sweat, and tears, uh, he announced that he, uh, we believe you have multiple sclerosis. Hmm. And since then, it's been uh, a journey. Uh, unfortunately, it's uh, imagine a, a sliding board uh, going downhill. And that's what it's been. And uh, uh, one of the mysteries of the illness is you don't know quite what the angle is or the speed of of your travel. Mm-hmm. But you, excuse me, you you know that uh, that you've uh, given up this thing. Uh, I I went from. Uh, wall walking, where you walk along and hold on to the wall, uh, to walking with a cane and a walking stick, and then a walker and then a rollator. And uh, at this point, I'm uh, riding a wheelchair. So uh, th- that was over the course of um, 12 years, right? 12 yeah, years. 12 years. So. Uh, you know, but, uh, that's not, that's not one size fits all. That's not what happens to everybody. That happens to some people. Some people have it and, uh, go incident free for years. Uh, so, uh, it's very interesting, you know, if, uh, I'd probably find it a lot more interesting if I didn't have it, but sure. uh, it it is interesting. So, what happens in your mind? So you're you're dealing with these little things like lifting your leg or you know feeling a little bit klutzy, and you go to the doctor, and of course, there's like you said, there's these battery of tests, and and MS is one of those things where it's inferred. You know, instead of going, oh, well, yeah, clearly there's the little virus that's running around. You know, it's based on right. a series of things. You go, oh, well, this is probably what you have. When when you heard the term multiple sclerosis, I mean, what was what was going through your mind, your heart, whatever? I, I didn't. 
when you finally heard the term, hey, Pete, oh. you probably have multiple sclerosis. Yeah. You know, what, what went on inside of you? Um, well, I, 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 I had a, a suspicion that that was going to be the result. I didn't want it to be the result, but uh, there's, you know, m- many things in our life that you find find out that uh, this is true, darn it anyway. Uh, I didn't want that to be true, um, but, but it is. Mm. So uh, you have to say hello to reality. Uh, I've never been a real fan of reality. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, we were also, it's a process, right? One of the things Pete says all the time is, and I think, I bet this is true for a lot of illnesses, right? But a lot of people would say, oh, yeah, my sister's husband has MS, and then tell you all about their disease. Um, And because, you know, there's a lot of people with MS, but it is is definitely a unique person-to-person disease, you know? And so... None, none of their, I mean, some of them share symptoms, but even that, it manifests yeah, they're, they're, differently. They're, there's uh, a lot of people that have extreme pain with, with this illness. And uh, thank you, Lord, I do not have that. So uh, I, I have weakness. I... Uh, I could be uh, the captain of the United States Olympic sleeping team, uh, but I, I don't have pain. So, you know, it's it's like, you know, c- can you pick your symptoms? No, you really can't. You've got to play the cards that you're dealt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and because you don't have any pain, then you're not on um, pain pills that would make you you know, tired or loopy or whatever. I remember there was that muscle relaxer, though, that they wanted you to take yeah. for something, I guess. I just probably the stiffness yeah. that comes with MS because your muscles are not being used as often. And he wouldn't take it. This was like the, in the beginning. And you were still working. Right. And he would, like, not take this medication. And I was, like, just early learning. And I would get so frustrated. Why aren't you taking this medication? That blah, 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 blah. And seriously, it was, like, three years later, he says to me, well, I have to climb ladders with my job at Rutgers, and I can't climb a ladder if I'm loopy. And I'm like, why didn't you just say that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, yeah. And, you know, the... Uh, um, now, uh, now, now I'm re- taking responsibility for my gender, but uh, the, there, there's a male thing that I'm tough. I can deal with this. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's only a flesh wound. Uh, sure, sure, I got this. You know, uh, however you phrase that, but uh, it's real, and uh, we we tend to minimize. Uh, our own pain and our own struggles uh, and you know particularly in front of uh, the people that we love and you know don't don't want to say darn this really hurts or this is really awkward or I'm embarrassed as all get out uh, that I need help uh, getting out of bed yeah 
for instance. Well, I imagine uh, that it's had a huge impact on on your marriage and, and learning how to live together with MS. Yeah. Uh, part, part of the thing, uh, uh, Beth, Beth hates when I say this, but uh, I think uh, she's a saint for, for dealing with this. <laughs> um, now, I grew up Roman Catholic, so I get saints. So, you know, okay, uh, you know, venerated, uh, canonized, all that jazz. Um, we'll do it. But, That's our next episode is, is best. Qu- um, oh, the yeah. canonization. Canonization. Yeah, oh, yeah. yes. It, it's going to be great. You know, we're, we're, we're anxious. We're waiting for rel- relics. You know, we're going to go to the <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Do you, oh, do, you, do you have any bones? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> First, you know, we're going to kill her so we can have that's right. on the canonization of her. Like, you know, you know, pieces of used clothing. And great. Coffee cup. You know, eyebrows. Broken martini whatever, glass. You know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really quite a bizarre little world. <laughs> so how much do you know about um, the disease itself, Michael? I know very little on this. I'm looking forward to this conversation because I'm I'm not aware. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, multiple sclerosis is an autoimmune disease, uh, which means, uh, for some reason, uh, not known only uh, to no one, uh, that my own body decides to attack me. Hmm. Uh, you have um, what they call myelin sheets, which are essentially insulators. Uh, if you think of an electric wire, the, the, the rubber around the actual wire is mm-hmm. an insulator. And uh, for whatever reason, my body decides to chip at those myelin sheets, at the, those insulators, until there there's a breakage, and that causes uh, what would be a short. And so uh, my mind would say, you're going to lift your leg, and my body would say, oh, no, you're not either. Hmm. So mm-hmm. uh, that's, you know, kind of... Short circuit there, yes. Yeah, I was going to say, your body, it's not that your body says, I won't. Your body says, I didn't get the signal. I didn't get that. It's a failure in communication. I didn't get that message, you know. Please resend. Uh, Which you do. That's why you're so tired, because your body resends the message seven times until the leg gets the message. Right, and then, you know, meanwhile, you're struggling with this. Uh Imagine trying to lift something very heavy, and probably some part of you knows that you're not going to be able to lift this, but you keep trying. Mm -hmm. Now imagine if that heavy thing is your right leg. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that type of thing. And uh, if, if that sounds annoying... Uh, from this side of the thing, 
You're right. It's annoying. Uh, and, you know, and, and frustrating. And, you know, like, you know, all, all these, uh, say all these things. Well, body, uh, you know, I've been pretty good to you. Why would you betray me like this? Okay, I haven't been that good to you, really. But you really, you really didn't have to betray me, you know. <laughs> I haven't been that bad to you. Come on, now. we had a good time, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, were you were there for all the rides, you know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, and then of course, like I think we we might have talked about this several months ago, but I was in some conversation with someone. We were talking about <clears throat> just even the aging process and feeling like our bodies sometimes betray us. And someone said, you know, the, the opposite is actually true. Like, despite all these things happening in your body, and this is not to rose color over MS, because MS is a horrible, horrible disease. But, but despite, you know, your myelin sheaths being like all pockmarked, right, your body is working so hard to keep you alive and to keep you moving and to keep you awake and alert and, um, cognitive, cognitive. And yeah, I mean, like I'm kind of, I'm really trying hard to focus on that part of it, that our bodies somehow have the ability to, to keep us alive despite all kinds of things, all kinds of our environment. Yeah. The, 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 the issue is, None of us really gets a choice. Uh, this is the cards that you got dealt in in your life. And there are some people that have cancer. There are some people that have, you know, that have other diseases. Uh, and I happen to uh, draw the MS card. And uh, I'm... Uh, so the, the option is play the hand you got dealt or fold and, uh, folding is never an option. Mm. So, uh, that, and, and, you know, like, like anything else, I feel as though, uh, you've got to somehow, uh, I've got to somehow. Uh, make the best of it, uh, what, whatever the best of it looks like. Uh, the best of it does not look like um, an open quotes, normal life, close quotes. Um, so, you know, what is normal or with this illness, we're constantly defining of what normal is. Mm-hmm. You know, um, long before I was diagnosed, I I learned from my father that if you're in a hurry, you take steps two at a time. Hmm. And I used to do that as often as I could. Um, And now I'm to the point where I can't do steps one at a time. Mm -hmm. So that, that, that adjusted that portion of my reality. Oh, you should tell Michael about your dad, though. Talk about your dad. Oh, I'd be all in. Hardly ever. We don't talk. He's been gone for a long time now. But talk about your dad and why. Because there's some specific things that are... Well, uh, my dad was only 
uh, amazing, uh, and that's uh, bold with all caps. Um, he uh, was involved in an automobile accident when he was 12 years old, and because of that, uh, lost his left arm. And because of the medical technology at the time, uh, they thought that it was a blessing that they were able to get the bleedings to stop. And, you know, and, and so they, they, uh, the, they thus they saved his life. But for uh, everything else in his life, he did things with that one arm, with that one hand, uh, that you and I and Beth and everybody else does with two. So tomorrow morning, I want you to wake up and try and tie your shoes with one hand. Right. He also built his own home. Oh, they yeah. had a Sears kit. For a home, oh, and a man with amazing. one arm built his home. You know, he the the other thing is uh, he didn't understand uh, commercial carpentry or uh, commercial building. So if the the corner was supposed to be a ninety degree angle, it was absolutely a ninety degree angle. <laughs> And so there were things that um, were uh, built into the house, like uh, the house was built 62 years ago uh, in central New Jersey, and he had a light and a light switch in every closet. Oh, nice. So, so That's genius. You know, um, imagine you're getting up in the morning, going to work, and you're, you know, uh, picking out your ensemble for the day. But you don't want to turn on all the lights in the bedroom and wake up uh, who's ever uh, there. So you can just turn on the light in the closet. Your dad is a genius. <laughs> yes, he's a genius. Yeah, no, no, he's you know, you know, and uh, like I said, sixty-two years ago, he built this house, and into the second story, he put uh, outlets for an electric stove and a sink. So if at some point he didn't have that on the radar or anything, but. <laughs> In case he needed at some point, he could turn the upstairs into an apartment. Into an apartment. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Really All with crazy. one arm. Yeah, yeah. All oh, with yeah. one arm. Yeah, every once in a while we talk about, imagine, look, let's just try to put this nail in with one hand. Let's try it, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I love you said you went with the try and tie your shoes. No, try and build a house tomorrow morning as you wake up. <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, you know the, the the other thing he was he was doing that evenings and weekends because he was working full time, mm-hmm. right? So he he and my mom, with some assistance from relatives, and he uh, he brought in people uh, that he had to like it was law that he had to have a plumber come in and an electrician come in. 
sure. uh, to get the job certified. But m- most of you know most of the work uh, he did himself, and you know he 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 just he wasn't wasn't afraid of uh, of anything, you know. And that was my dad. That's you know that's the the way I grew up, and uh, unfortunately. Uh, my, my issue, uh, you know, my, my dad, uh, never considered himself, uh, disabled or handicapped. Uh, he would, you know, just roll with whatever was going on. And, uh, you know, when I got multiple sclerosis, I, I, um, my feelings is, I'm a, I'm a little, I'm a, more than a little bit wimpy compared to that goal, even, even though that goal is probably unreachable for me, but, uh, compared to that, you know, that's, uh, but, but that's a, a goal, a role model, an example, um, that well, I, it's probably helped keep you sane through a lot of this. You could look at your dad and go. Yeah, you know, I know, I know how to deal with challenges. I know how to deal with adversity because I watched my dad. Yeah. You know, I, question I guess I would have. So you're you're married to a you're married to a minister. You know, that's that's a lot. And then all of a sudden you're you're handed a uh, you're handed kind of a funky a funky hand. Um, you know, did that have any impact on on your on your faith, how you view God, how you how you kind of move through being married to somebody who who uh, propagates faith for a living. <laughs> propagates faith for. I'm a just saying, by you ba- basically, you're married to a Bible salesperson, and oh. and go well. How does that work? Um, well, did I tell you the story about the faith healer? There's a faith healer. <laughs> no. Uh, that that's preaching, and uh, a, a fella comes up to him and he said, "What do you need?" And, and the fellow says, uh, "I've got a problem with my hearing." So the 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 faith healer grabs him and shakes him, smacks him on top top of the head, prays at the top of his voice, and then says to him, "How's your hearing?" And the fellow says, well, I don't know. Uh, I'm in court next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I could do this all day long. <laughs> I'm, I'm here all week. Stop by. Yeah, right, yeah, tip your waitresses. Make sure to tip your waitress. Right. <laughs> Take care of your bartenders. They're taking care of you. <laughs> you don't want to I even know where that. you go from that. <laughs> He's like, "What was the question?" <laughs> right, exactly. I don't even know. It's well done. Has it affected your faith, my dear? <laughs> I don't know. I I um I believe I hold my faith 
very closely uh, to myself um, that uh, there are times, uh, there have been times of uh, severe crisis uh, where I've had uh, people pray for me um, and, you know, I, I've, I've prayed for uh, situations and um, particularly, you know, Michael, you understand uh, you're, you're a father uh, that you, you can't have kids without having an active prayer life. Uh, it's you know it's it's not possible that um, you know you feel like uh, your child is stepping out of the plane in a parachute and you you've uh, told them everything you know at least twice probably three times and rehearsed it and everything but at at, at some point uh you have to commit them into into uh god's hands mm-hmm. and l- let god deal with it uh so that's what you know uh, kind of where where my faith is um i i i i can't be angry at god uh you know i uh beth mentioned earlier uh that uh i have her in in my life i've got uh two wonderful sons uh a wonderful daughter-in-law and uh two great grandkids so uh, i'm living with a, an embarrassment of blessings and so uh compared to the blessings uh, I'm I'm looking at this multiple sclerosis as an also ran uh, hmm. to me. That's what you know. I want to keep keep my eyes on the prize, kind of thing. I tell you, Pete, uh, this interview just reminds me why you're one of my favorite people on the planet. I, I thank you for just your information, but your candor and your friendship because. I think the recognition of just who you are is is what uh, I think is what going to make a difference in this conversation. And and just thank you for being who you are and and for being my friend. I want to um, also say that in since it's MS Awareness Month, that if you go online and look for MS walks, if you're interested, um, most of the walks seem to be taking place um, April 23rd to 30th. And so this is kind of the month that people start to get their teams together and decide which walk they're going to do to raise money for MS and for, um, there's, a, there's actually quite a bit of research that's been done even in the last couple of years that we've seen. There's a new medication that um, Pete, we're going to go see his doctor next month, and she was hoping that it would be um, ready for him to go and try um, when we the next time we see her, which we think it's still on on target for that. And so there's a lot of new, you know, Pete has secondary progressive MS, but there are people who have different kinds, and there's different research for all those kinds. And there, I think there's a lot of reason to be hopeful um, for living with MS these days. And so if you are so inclined, you can keep track of us because we're putting together a team to walk at the end of April but you could also check out teams around wherever you live right 
and you're you're certainly welcome uh, to join us. I I will be the cute guy in the wheelchair. <laughs> And with that, thank you, Pete, for being a part of our conversation. That's the best ending ever. <laughs> You've been listening to Pastors Beth Sabinski and Michael Drake in conversation. I'm Mike Wong, the editor and producer of Two Pastors Podcast. Be sure to join us again next week for a brand new installment of our show. You can find all of our published episodes on iTunes, Google Play Music Podcasts, Stitcher, and Libsyn. As always, we'd love to hear your thoughts and suggestions. Please follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash twopastorspodcast, and on Twitter, where our handle is at twopastors. You can also email us at twopastorspodcast at gmail.com. We're grateful to all of you who support us financially. For more information on how you can become a patron of Two Pastors Podcast, please visit www.patreon.com slash twopastors. Thanks for listening. Thank you.